Yes, it was. Ah. The, actually, it's the sequel, The Littlest House. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's turn that down. We'll turn this up. All right, so we're recording. Oh, we're recording. We are. We're recording. Is this? Oh, that is plugged in. Okay. All right. Well, once we get to the movie playing, then I can do the subtitles. Yes. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're back for another heart-stopping, pleasurable episode of Monday Night Horror. Yes, pleasurable. Pleasurable. The most. There there will be much pleasure. (laughs) Much, much. Great pleasure. So we're, uh, we're watching it on, once again, we're watching it on the DVD, and it's that, like, the up, I don't even know, the re-releases that are available at Walmart or whatever. And, again, it's the wrong Jason Voorhees mask. It's the Roy <laughs> mask. But but it's got red chevrons. Right, right. It's the Roy mask, but the markings are red instead of blue. And this is on the title screen of the DVD. Yes. So, it's very, very odd. So, anyway... Without further ado, we will uh, we'll get started. So we're going to hit play now. Play now. Play now. This motion picture has been rated R, restricted. It's funny because this is. Did we did we tell them what we're watching? Uh, oh, I, th- I thought we did. Maybe part not. Six. We're watching Friday the Thirteenth Part Six. <laughs> <laughs> we're Jason great lives. hosts. <laughs> But this, you said rated R, and it does say rated R there. And this was one of the few Fridays that struggled to get an R rating from PG-13. Really? They actually had to add more gore to this movie to get it to hit an R rating. Which is ridiculous, because they had to cut the, the spine break out of the uh, the sheriff. Yeah. Which is fucking stupid. Too scary? Is that why? I, I think it was too violent. Yeah, when when this movie was finished, it got a PG-13 rating. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So would they just like have to like up the blood? They they added some extra kills. Uh, the the grave digger who gets okay. stabbed in the throat. Uh, the couple who gets killed on the moped. Those were all added in afterwards. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. So let's uh let's get some subtitles on here. Yeah. We've got Tommy and his buddy driving to the uh, to the cemetery. His buddy's name is Hawes. Yeah. I'm assuming this, that's uh, his last name. I would think so. This pickup truck they're driving in is a 1965 Chevy F100, and it is the same F100 from Part 5. Oh, so there's a little bit of... Is there a little bit of, like, uh, actual continuity there? A little bit, yeah. Now, or, I don't know if they like went to great lengths to acquire the truck or if it was still just sitting around, so they were like, let's use that. That's that's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. So now, 
Tommy and his friend Hoss <laughs> have <laughs> have broken out of the mental institute, apparently. Yeah, and or, uh, or then acquired a vehicle. I'm assuming they stole it. Now, hang on. I just noticed something funny there. Yeah, so let's pause. Paused at uh, two minutes and ten seconds, ladies and gentlemen. So when we uh, when they showed us the close up of Jason's hockey mask a second ago, it had the uh, the axe wound in the right spot. Yes. But uh, just now, watching Hawes carrying it, it was reversed. It had the axe wound on the other side. So Jason's right side opposed to his left. As opposed to his left. Unless unless the mask was upside down and I didn't... Or if it was inside it right. out. Right. Yeah, that's that's what I meant, inside out. But it, it looked like it was the right way. It looked like it to me as well. Ah. I've never very, noticed that before. Very interesting. I have never picked up on that. All right. Well, now we're going to hit play here at uh, 210. Play now. Yes. The, the director of this one was really into uh, Hammer horror films. Yeah, like Frankenstein and Dracula and stuff like that, right? Yeah, and that uh, that inspired this graveyard scene. The, the graveyard itself is very Hammer-esque. Yeah. The whole movie has the, uh, the feeling of a monster movie. Yeah, yep. You know, it's very Frankenstein-esque. Now, this is the third movie in a row to have Tommy Jarvis as the main character and the third movie to have him portrayed it by a different actor. <laughs> yes, he's never been the same person twice. <laughs> they tried to get the actor from part five to come back, but he had become a born-again Christian. And, oh, uh, well, obviously. That's <laughs> objected to this type of movie. That's what you do, right? <laughs> so here we are. Now we're going to dig up Jason... Again, obviously, they dug him up the first time in part five, but that was just a dream sequence that Tommy was having. A nightmare, no, Now we're going to do it for real. Corey Feldman's probably in the bushes watching them. Yes, sweating in the bushes. <laughs> this time, Jason is legit buried, not just laying on top, covered in <laughs> not dirt. Not six inches underground. <laughs> yeah. So, I'd love to know... I, I mean, I don't know what, what a asylum they were at, Mm-hmm. But uh, I'd like to know where they got their clothing. Yeah, really. Because a lot of places you don't have clothing. You're, you know, you're given robes and gowns and such. Mm-hmm. So Tommy now is going to rip open the coffin. I, I like, I like how this movie really just kind of gets you fucking started right away. Yeah, there's not a lot of goofing around. No, no. There's no, I don't want to say there's no buildup, but there's no buildup. I mean, we're less than five minutes into the movie, and we are exhuming Jason's body. Mm-hmm. And there he there is, he just is. covered in mad. It's a great scene. That's an awesome scene. That the, I remember this scene as a kid, just being so intrigued and disgusted. Mm-hmm. Oh, now, Jason's God. been dead for how many years? Uh, let's see. Well, let's pause and try to figure this out. So we're paused at 442. Um, well, Jason was killed. I don't know. Tommy was – we're not looking at the actual timeline. I'm not Googling it. I'm just going by, you know, rough ages. Mm-hmm. But Tommy was 
how Corey Feldman was how old? Uh, you know, eight. He was eight years old in part four. Maybe. Okay, so eight to ten. Tommy now, I'd say twenty. Yeah. Right. Somewhere yeah. So around, we're looking at somewhere around ten years. Yeah. So Jason's body has been decaying for a decade. Yep. And he hasn't been cremated like the mayor thought. In the ah, last like one. the mayor swore. <laughs> not, not just thought. The mayor swore he had been cremated. He he knew. He knew. So, all right, let's play. 442, play now. All right, so Tommy. Tommy's one Tommy's, of his suspenders. Yeah. <laughs> and just, oh, it's great. It reminds me very of uh, The Mummy. Yep. So Tommy having flashbacks of uh, of when he killed Jason in mm-hmm. part four, hacked his head up with the machete. And I like this Tommy better than the part five Tommy. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. To me, this is Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. Like this is, this is the Tommy that you get in the game. Correct. Yeah. Tommy rips the, the <laughs> fence spike off. He couldn't find anything better. He's got a shovel sitting there. And he's just stabbing the fuck. He just knew how weak the uh, fence was. What was that, Hev? He knew how weak the fence was. That's it. <laughs> he knew exactly which post to go for. He's he's studied this cemetery. He knows. He knows. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He must have really, really messed, messed you, you over. over. <laughs> well, he fucking murdered my family and my neighbors and then tried to murder me. <laughs> Fuck you, Jason. No, Tommy's not done. No, we're going to burn him now. Oh, shit. But lightning strikes the should've fucking the fence post. Yeah, should have used the shovel. <laughs> More lightning strikes the fence post. What are the odds of that happening? Again, such a, uh, a Frankenstein thing. Yeah, like bringing him reviving. to life with the lightning bolt. Jason's eye opens up. Yeah, my, my, he has some fresh eyes. Yes. For, <laughs> for being rotting. dead for 10 years. And it, his face being eaten by worms. And yeah. That is a very human eye. Good thing Tommy brought his work gloves with him. Yeah, he feels the need to remove the fence post now. Of course. It's like, well, I mean, maybe I should take it out now. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy's got no fear, though. Tom. As as much as Tommy is afraid of Jason Voorhees, he climbs right in the grave to take it out. He's definitely not afraid of lightning. And there's there's <laughs> a, a little foreshadowing where his, his hoss says, my heart can't take this anymore. Oh, that's good. I never caught that. Yep. Yeah. Or my heart can't take anymore. It's something along those lines of, you know, basically like, man, I'm going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Now Jason's up and he's trying to claw his way out of there. And he's he's doing an all right job. Jason looks absolutely great. Yeah, he's pretty goopy. He's got a big. He's butt. such a. It's such a great. Now, is this CJ here? This is in this. This is scene. CJ. Okay, CJ played Jason throughout the whole movie. There was no. The, no, actually, there is one scene where he is not playing Jason. Oh, really? Yep. Nice. And I'll I'll bring it up when the scene gets here. Okay. Then it starts raining, and the Jason's maggots are just 
dropping off of him. Tommy can't get the matches lit, and Jason just stands there knowing. <laughs> and Hoss comes up with the shovel and full on, and Jason punches his fucking heart out. Yep. Pulls his heart right out. And Haas falls into the coffin and the lid gets slammed shut. Jason turns around. Now, at this point, when Jason's walking, you can hear him step on the heart. You get oh, really? A, yeah, at that, that previous part there, you can hear a almost like a squish. Like a squish. And there was... Um, originally, they had shot a scene of his foot stepping on the heart. Uh, and they got rid of it. It didn't make it in. It, they didn't even get rid of it. It, was, it just wasn't put in. That's dumb. Yeah. And then we've got the James Bond intro here. Yep. The eyeball and the walk, and now we're at our uh, we're at our credits. Yep, Jason Lynn credits. Yes, CJ was uh, a stunt man. Right. So he did uh, all of the all of Jason's stunts in the movie as well. Yeah, and what, he was uh, what uh, a marine vet? Is that what yeah. he was? He was in yep, the marines. He was a marine. Yeah, that's right. And uh, he he drove the motor home when it crashed. Really? <laughs> he did that stunt as well. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. <laughs> he was he was driving the motor home when it took the the spill. Nice. I didn't and they, know that. they they actually filmed that last because they were afraid he was going to get seriously hurt or killed during it, and they didn't <laughs> want to lose their Jason. <laughs> That's perfect. Yeah. So we're still on the credit scene. Yes, long long credit scenes. Oh, here we go. Jason walking through the woods. With, with his fence, fence post, post. <laughs> and Tommy gets to the sheriff's department. Forest Green. No Forest Green. <laughs> the sheriff's asleep. <laughs> he draws his gun on anybody entering the police station. Let's just pause this for a second, because yeah. Mike and I have we have talked about this scene a million times over. So we're paused. It's ten thirty four. So Tommy bursts in to the police station, sheriff's department. Now, immediately, the sheriff pulls his gun out and points it <laughs> at this person coming in. I don't they, know. They must not get a lot of emergencies. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know how violent Forest Green is. Because, like, it must be the most violent place ever that he's just that you know, he, he just has to pull his gun on anybody that comes in. Yeah. But then the the way that uh, – what's his name? Sheriff uh, Brackett? That's Halloween. That's Halloween. Oh, God. <laughs> Sheriff Garris. Garrett. Garris? Oh, son of a bitch. Um, I, I don't know the sheriff's name offhand. It's, it's, it's Garris or Garrett. Hold on. I got to fucking look it up. I mean, we could just hit play, but fuck all that jive. Um, Mike Garris. That's it. Garris. Sheriff okay. Garris. So, but yeah, like the way that Sheriff Garris handles everything is just insane. Like uh, he, oh, you almost got your, your brains splattered on the wall. I was going to paint the walls with your blood. And like, and <laughs> he's just being an absolute douchebag. He doesn't take anybody seriously. Yeah. 
it's it's a little unnerving. But then to say like how I said they're a very very violent, like m- maybe they're a very violent town, and that's why he's so trigger happy. But then his like deputy comes in, and his <laughs> deputy is like a bumbling idiot, basically. Yeah, he's like Gomer Pyle. Pretty much, yeah. All right, playing at ten thirty four. Don't piss me off, Junior. There you go. Uh, repaint this office with your brains. Like, do you talk to everybody like that? He pulls his revolver on him. He's got a shotgun he's just sitting shotgun, on like... the fucking desk. Yeah, he's ready to go. My question is, if they escaped, why aren't they trying to arrest them? Very true. So he knows that he's been in a psychiatric clinic, he just said. Yeah. No time for this bullshit. And then Tommy goes for the guns. Yeah, like how stupid is that? I love, I love, I love how Sheriff Garris talks. That's what's called screwing the pooch. Iron this punk. Hey, they don't read him his rights or anything. No. So that's why they now, changed the name. All right, pause. At 11.33. So they changed the name to Camp Forest Green, or to Forest Green, because they wanted people to forget that it was called Camp Crystal Lake. Mm-hmm. It was only 10 years ago. Like, literally, only 10 years have passed. Yeah. So you don't think people can forget? Like, are you kidding me? If people change the name of my community that I fucking grew up in, I wouldn't forget that it was Sunrise Lake. I would remember that it was Sunrise Lake. Yeah. Who who the fuck wouldn't remember? It was only 10 years ago. It's not like it was 100 years ago, and you're trying to sweep it under the fucking rug. Like, there's a multitude of people that probably still live in the town that remember vividly what happened that weekend. Right. Probably most of them do. Correct. Correct. Because, like, I... I don't know, within 10 years, a town doesn't completely turn over its fucking residence. No. Unless everybody fucking left. Mm-hmm. But I believe that this is the movie where they start talking about, like, um, when you meet the new counselors, that they're talking about, uh, like, oh, wasn't wasn't that just a story that our parents made up or something like that? Like, But they're all, like, 20 years old. What do you mean a story? You were 10 years old when this happened. Don't you remember it being like covered by the local news? And I'm sure it was probably like a big fucking deal that this psycho went on a three day killing spree. I mean, Jason's buried in the local cemetery with a headstone that has his name on it. Yeah. Like, I mean, he killed what? How many people within the, the span of the first three, the first, or sorry, the first, Part two, three, and four all take place. What is it? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yeah. It's all the same fucking weekend. So a guy went on a killing spree and killed somewhere around, what, 30 fucking people? Yeah. Yeah, like I, two I, dozen people. Yeah. Somewhere I, I in there. Like you would definitely, definitely fucking remember that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, caused- especially he did it at a hospital, too. <laughs> Yeah, murdered like a bunch they of people. Just all, they weren't just all murders out in the middle of the woods where no, you, know, and you then might not murdered, know. Then murdered people, 
kids that were renting a lake house. So who knows what area those kids were actually from? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's just absolutely insane. He was in the newspaper. Multiple times. We see, times. The, we see lots the newspapers of newspaper that clippings. Rob's carrying around with him in yeah. part four. Which is impressive that he's carrying around newspaper articles in part four when it happened, you know, the, <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. And he's got newspaper articles like it happened 15 years ago. Weathered newspaper articles. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. So we're going to play here. It's 1133, folks. Play now. In the morning, I'll call the clinic. I'm not going to call the clinic now when there's an escaped mental patient. I'll just wait <laughs> till the morning. You're going to be sorry if you don't shut up. Take a nap, Junior, as he pushes him back. <laughs> Boy. In, uh, what was this, 1980, what was this, 86? Yeah. Right, 86 this came out, or 88? This was 86. So... 86, boy, you didn't have any rights. You had less no. rights in 86 than you do now almost. Yeah. <laughs> then we have these two who are going to be counselors. Is Are they? Yeah, they're on their way to the camp. Gotcha. These are the ones who don't show up the next day. Oh, yeah, so much for the head counselors ever getting back to the camp on their own. Yep. I love how their car is like comically loaded. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like it is well, packed. So small. Yeah. That's uh, a great line. I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask can't be friendly. Yep. So they haul ass backwards and they almost go into a pothole. Yeah, they're driving like a, a Volkswagen Beetle yeah. through this muddy path. But you can see that there's enough room that you could make a three-point turn. <laughs> yeah, you could. It's a really good idea, though, that they're like, yeah, just, just floor it towards them. Nobody wants to die. So they race the car towards Jason, and he just Of course, he down. doesn't move. Just doesn't budge. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and Jason flattens the tire. Don't honk the horn at Jason. I like how he stabs the tire through the fender. Yes. Yep. <laughs> this hey, guy's got like he's got the like a thirty-eight revolver yeah. <laughs> in, his, in his glove box. It's great. I love it. It's like a cap gun. <laughs> it is so small. <laughs> I don't even know what that would be shooting. Maybe like 22s. I was just about to say, maybe 22s. It is so small. He's Not if I get him Lincoln. first. But oh, boy. Now watch this stab now, through the window. All right, now let's pause. So it's 1434. Jason just broke through the windshield. Yep. Jason, um, I thought I was listening to commentary on this, and he almost stabbed the actress. Right. He was his He was supposed to stab straight into the driver's seat 
and mm-hmm. she would duck to the the passenger. And yep. I don't know. I think what I was listening to, it had said that, which I, I don't know how true it is, but just hit um, CJ Graham's instinct to follow a target from his military training, which I don't know if I believe all that. Um, just he immediately followed her into the passenger seat. I would sooner believe that when he hit the glass, it kind of slid. That's that's what I had heard. I heard that when the spear hit the glass, it didn't shatter properly, and it kind of like deflected it off to the side. Right. But yeah, but I, I don't know. The, that that was what that was the version I heard. Yeah, the, I think it was uh, some DVD commentary I was listening to one time, and yeah, it was his military training. You know, just instinctively he had to follow a target and i was like i i don't know i feel like he's a grown man and can take direction to just stab straight he's not a fucking robot he's not the terminator yeah right he's not hitman he's not fucking programmed to kill he's a human being who was in the military he knows like okay i i'm not going to stab this woman because this is a movie He goes out every day in his car and instinctively tries to run over pedestrians. Of course, of course. Military training. That's all he yells all <laughs> day long. All right, we're going to play here. 1434. So she's diving out of the car. Frantically crawling. In the mud. Now she falls. Oh, that's it. Into the gully. That's what her boyfriend called that, the gully. I love his gloves. When did he put the fucking gloves on? He takes them from Tommy. Oh, okay. Or or Hoss. He he puts them on in the graveyard. Well, you don't see him do it, but she offers him money. Of course, bribe him. That is a deep puddle. Very. It's a gully. It's a gully, <laughs> it according to Dirty Harry. She <laughs> screams, and Jason stabs her. But like. It's like off to the side. Yeah, it's way off. <laughs> and then you and see the American, American Express. Express card. Don't leave home without it. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody takes American Express nowadays. No. Everybody leaves home without it. Everybody. I don't know anybody with an American Express card. If you have an Amex card out there, let us know. <laughs> All right, so now we meet the sheriff's kid and her yes. friends. And, uh... Uh, what's his name? Travolta's nephew. Oh, is that who that is? I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. It's. I believe. Let me look it up. It's. I'm ninety percent sure that it's John Travolta's nephew, Tom Friedley. And these kids are looking for the missing kids who just got killed the night before. Yeah, his uncle is John Travolta. Oh, okay. Yep. <sighs> I had always made that connection too. I was like, God, he looks—he looks, looks kind of like a, like a B-rated John Travolta. Yeah. So I like how Megan already is like, well, oh, I kind of like this crazy guy. <laughs> she, she's automatically going after the prisoner and Tommy's yeah. trying to tell them about Jason it's kind of weird the black girl knows who he's talking about she's like you mean Jason from Camp Blood 
Yeah. And the sheriff's like, shut up. <laughs> Nobody wants to remember that. I, I was going to call the clinic. I was going to call the clinic, but because they're going to take too long to come down here and get you, I'm just going to let you go. Yeah. I'll just escort you to the edge of my jurisdiction. Let's pause. Jesus Christ, 1731. <laughs> so he's, instead of calling the clinic to have them pick up an escaped mental patient, he's like, I'm just going to drive you to the edge of town and I'll kick you out of my car. Then you're somebody else's problem. Like, you already have him in custody. Why don't you just call them and be like, hey, I have Tommy Jarvis here. You guys might want to come pick him up. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It just seems a little ridiculous. And <laughs> immediately he has to get more guns. He needs the shotgun now. You got, you got to have it. All right. And he doesn't even drive Tommy to the edge of the jurisdiction. He allows Tommy to get in his own vehicle unsupervised. And he just kind of follows <laughs> And he's like, there. yeah, I'll just follow you there to make <laughs> sure that you go. Instead of like, no, I'm going to handcuff you and put you in the back of my cruiser. And then I'll take you there and I'll dump you out on the fucking road. <laughs> but what do I know? All right, let's play 1731. Shit, shit, damn. <laughs> I've got the caretaker here. Old Martin. I'm a damn high school graduate and I deserve this job. I earned it. <laughs> I like it. Like, he's like, I'm a good caretaker. Look at the absolute disarray that this fucking cemetery is in. Yeah. It's so overgrown. Yeah, there's leaves everywhere. Half of it's dirt. There's a breaking the third wall there. He looks right at the camera. Yeah. Directly to the audience. I love Jason's boots. Yeah. <laughs> they look so badass. They look like my boots, like Carolina loggers. They're great fucking boots. All right. So now the counselors are unloading their onions. Yes. Their onions and their oatmeal, gallon of vinegar, some canola oil, aluminum foil, paper towels, boxed wine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what that is. Ketchup and mustard. A giant bag of already popped popcorn. <laughs> Pops right. <laughs> what the fuck? Court's just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> the fuck is tomato sauce? Tomato <laughs> <laughs> sauce? What the fuck is a tomato? Tomato sauce? <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. Looking for the camp counselor that caused him to drown as a boy. So, so they like, seem to know quite a bit about They know him. a lot about... <laughs> and that's the shit that happened in the fucking 50s. Yeah. Yeah, they, they don't just know about Jason. They know about his mother, too. Yeah. So they know about him drowning in the 50s. Then his mom... Killing, killing people five years before the, the Jason slangs, right? I think it was five years. Mm-hmm. Is it five years or two years? It no, was five, five years. years. Five years. Yeah, five years later. Yep. 
It's really there's interesting a, that they changed the name. There's a two-month gap as well. I'd love how they just dump the children off. Like, there's no head counting or anything. I mean, I know it's the 80s, so times are different. Yeah. Like, just get like, off the bus. Get off the bus. Here, they're all yours. Good luck. They close the doors <laughs> and leave. So during the paintball scene, Jason is played by somebody different. Really? Is it the chest shot or is it this whole scene? Uh. I believe it's the whole scene. Like ripping off the arm and everything. They said, I I had read that uh, in the paintball scene, Jason is noticeably heavier. Oh, that's right. Yes, he is. uh, Yeah, he's got a belly on him. Yeah, that's... They started off with him as Jason. I I forget whether he was a... uh, He was somebody involved with the making of the movie... Gotcha. Um, but they thought he looked too fat. Right. And so they as switched Jason, to CJ. So they switched, but they didn't reshoot this scene. They just kept him. Oh, interesting. Now, it's, it's funny that you had said that this had gotten a PG-13 rating at first because it seems like there's a lot of stuff. Well, not a lot, but two scenes in particular that landed on the cutting room floor. And there's the triple beheading mm-hmm. with... With these three. Yeah. And then the uh, Sheriff Garris backbreak. Mm-hmm. And they were clipped because they were too, I think they were too graphic. Now, the, the triple beheading, there was a shot afterwards where it actually shows the heads landing on the ground. Right. Um, and I had heard two things. I had heard, one, that it was cut because it was too graphic but i had also heard that the director decided to cut it because the heads looked very fake okay uh, i don't know which one's true of I'm course gonna, i'm gonna do some googling right now so jason sees him and boom rips his <laughs> arm off into the happy face We have the sheriff and his excellent deputy. Yes, Deputy Colon. That's <laughs> what his name tag, I think, is Cologne. C-O-L-O-N-E. Yeah, I was, I was trying to read it. Yeah, but it looks... <laughs> this guy breaks the branch off the tree and then and tries then... <laughs> to reattach it. <laughs> it's pretty good comedic, you know, yeah. uh, you know, comedic relief. Mm-hmm. Because it's not overdone. Right, yeah. Hilarious. And these people are on like a corporate retreat playing a paintball game. But see, like here, like you're talking about the PG-13, mm-hmm. Hawes death. Alan Hawes' insides were ripped out of his body by Jason. He tore his guts out and dropped them onto the ground next to his steaming heart. That's That was, that was what it was supposed to be. It was a deleted scene. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Let's see. Darren and Lisbeth's deaths were also trimmed. Excess blood was cut from her death, and Darren actually slid down the spear before he was tossed aside, leaving his insides on the spear like a shish kebab. Hmm. The the arm rip death that we literally just watched, um, it ran longer. After his arm is ripped off, he's tossed against the tree. Jason looks at his handiwork, peels the arm off the machete, and walks past his body to pursue the other paintballers. The triple, here he goes. Here goes the triple triple. beheading. Yep. So I'll read this one. Triple decapitation of the paintballers was originally much more elaborate. You could literally see Jason swipe with a machete, all of their heads lopping off and falling to the ground, followed by their headless bodies. So it it seems... Chubby Jason. Yeah. Thick. (laughs) But yeah, it's almost like they, uh, I don't know, they were trying to get it a little, not watered down, but less graphic. Yeah. Eternal Peace Cemetery. So you don't actually see him kill the uh, the last paintballer. No, they just find his body parts later. That's right. Oh, there's Tommy. Hit the noise noise and the cherries. cherries. That's, again, Sheriff Garrison is stupid fucking wording. (laughs) Hit the noise and the cherries. Like, I don't know, like he's like a 1950s detective or something. Yeah. That's the same exact truck. It looks so much more turquoise than... Uh, it must have been repainted. Gotcha, gotcha. Because I know in part five, it's blue. It's like, blue, it's legit yeah. blue. It has different tires on it, too, now. Or, is that a fucking joke, or you actually could tell? No, it, the tires are different. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it Tommy has, like, white running, wall tires on it now. Tommy running through the... Uh, Running through the cemetery, trying to get to Jason's grave. Not quite and, sure where. Oh, that's going. it. And the garris, <laughs> the the sheriff tackles him. I'm tired of listening. You haven't listened once. Oh, that's it. His <laughs> grave is all cleaned up. Yeah. Oh, look at that laser scope. Uh-oh. <laughs> Again, talk about fucking trigger happy. <laughs> Wherever the red dot goes, you, you bang. bang. <laughs> How does he get that thing in his holster? <laughs> I, I have no idea. He's got a big holster. <laughs> He's got a real big holster. I love the laser sight is like the size of a fucking like a large beer can, like a <laughs> like a twenty ounce beer can. Yeah. Does he think I'm a fart head? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get the feeling that these counselors have never worked with children before. I, literally, I from my head to your mouth, I was just thinking, I was like, they seem so, we don't know what we're doing. 
Like, what the <laughs> fuck kind of camp is this? I, I just don't get it. So this is when this I love, this is such a great time. Right, so we're gonna pause here, ladies and gentlemen. So we're at twenty eight ten. So this is a scene where Court is t- he's teaching the boys about Indian like uh, markers and markings yep. and and stuff like that. And he he says when he when he finds a squaw, <laughs> the way that he talks about it is absolutely. Absolutely amazing. I love yeah, it. Yeah, this is a great scene. Let's say you have a chief, all right? And he dumps his squaw or his wife or whatever, <laughs> decides, hey, I'm going to pick up another woman, take off with her. So he takes off, leaves his son with the mother. All of a sudden, you know, a week later, son wants to catch up with his dad, wants to learn how to shoot a bow, <laughs> shoot stuff, a kill a buffalo. <laughs> whatever these guys do. So what happens if he comes along, sees the rocks, says, hey, dad, went that way, obviously. So he comes up, knocks them all down before the mother catches up. Doesn't want to see any of them anymore anyway. <laughs> That's basically the story. It's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> so now now the sh- the sheriff had Tommy in prison or not in prison, but you know, in a cell. Then he was like, "Listen, you can drive to the edge of town." And and he's like he he loses him in the cemetery. So then he handcuffs him and then drives him to the edge of town. Never once. It's like, all right, I'm just going to call the fucking clinic. <laughs> the clinic could have been there by now. Yes. Now he's like, let's get out of here, Rick. So somebody also drove Tommy's truck. Yeah. Now we've got the... Uh, We've got the tear caretaker stumbling home, drunk in the middle of the the woods. Yeah, he just left work. Apparently, still has his metal lunchbox. There is a newly engaged couple just hanging out in the woods, drinking champagne in the woods in the dark. Yeah, look what and like look what she's wearing. Look what he's wearing. He's like in a suit. But then he's got just like a white t-shirt on and striped suspenders. Mm-hmm. And what is she, what the hell is she wearing? I have no, she's got like a shirt on, but then over it, she has like an off the shoulder dress. And then she's got full white, uh, like stockings on. Yeah. She's like, where, like she's like fucking wearing like an Easter dress. <laughs> now old Martin's lost. Because Kathleen led him astray. Kathleen, his his bottle. Oh, and obviously, if a rock falls, that's what the fuck is that? At least no, I like here when he when he throws the bottle, and he he's waiting for it to break. Right, and it never hits the ground. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And there he goes. He says, you're going to be the death of me. And, of course, Jason, right? Jason breaks it and stabs him with it. Yep. Oh. 
blood-curdling scream. <laughs> stay here. There was a blood-curdling scream, so how about you stay here and I'll go investigate instead of us both just fucking leaving. Yeah. He's Steven, also got, please. like, he also has, like, high-top Reeboks on, too. <laughs> Jason was about to just continue just carving out Martin, <laughs> and it looked like he gets, like, caught, like, hand in the cookie jar, and he's like, uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah, he twists in mid-swing to look at Steven. Yeah. Now, what they're wearing, and they drove into the middle of the woods on a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> It's just very odd. Yeah. It looked like she was wearing a tablecloth. Right? <laughs> Here, wear this tablecloth. It's my favorite. It'll look good. <laughs> we have all the kids sleeping in the cabin. With a nice big fire going. Yeah. Nobody watching it. Yep. Who brought the hamsters? Like, was that something that the kids brought on the fucking bus? Or was that, like, a going to be like, a project or something? So I'm sure somebody has done this, but I would really, really be interested to know how to play the Camp Blood card game. <laughs> the card game, yeah. So the Jack of Spades is Jason. Okay. And then all the face cards represent counselors. Okay. Then you shuffle up the rest of the deck, right? Yep. You shuffle Jason up in these cards here. Put them in piles. The piles are cabins. And the object is to find out which cabin Jason is in. But how do, how do you find out? Now, so I'm, 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 ass, I'm assuming they... So we okay. can talk about we're at 33, 33 Yeah. So go ahead, Mike. I'm assuming they take turns picking cards out of the piles. Okay. Like, I, I would assume that, you know, one person goes, they pick a card, they choose which deck they want to pick from. Okay. And then whoever eventually ends up picking the Jason card loses. Gotcha. But then, so it's just random? So you don't actually get to find out what cabin Jason is in. You just unfortunately pick him and he kills you. Uh, I guess so. I don't know how else you would play it. Gotcha. I would think, what if it was like a, a pick two cards? No, that still wouldn't work. I don't know. have to figure it out. But the other thing that's really fucking interesting is they changed the name of the town so people would forget all about Jason, <laughs> yet there's a fucking card game that people play about him. <laughs> so, like, it seems like it's just, like, hey, man, it's really, really not working out for you with the whole name change, trying to forget Jason, because everybody fucking remembers. Everybody knows about it. <laughs> yeah. It was only 10 years ago. Like, if it happened when you were in second grade, you still are not out of school yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's play 
look, if they're not here by morning, we send the kids home. And that was impressive for them to hear that scream that clear. <laughs> yeah, that far away. Yeah, very far. Behind two closed doors. Nancy. Nancy saw a monster. She was having a nightmare. Yeah, it's I a always nice, wondered uh, if it was a, a nod. It is. It, it, it is. is. Yep. <laughs> yeah, a nod to Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, that was meant to be a nod there, having the, the girl having the nightmare be Nancy. Just like on TV. <laughs> I love how Paula, right before the scene, was like, if they're not here by the morning, then we're going to have to send these kids home. Everybody just fucking waits for shit. Like, well, you know what? I'll just wait and call the clinic in the morning. And like, well, you know what? Let's just wait till morning to see if they show up. Really? Really? <laughs> like, you're in charge of all of these children, and you're like, eh, fuck it. Just wait till morning. It's no big deal. You can always wait till morning. Yeah. Everybody wears suspenders, too. The sissy's wearing suspenders underneath her shirt. Under her shirt. <laughs> now. So this is the added scene, right, Mike, you were talking about? No, the, the added scene was the was Stephen and the girl in the tablecloth. Yeah, when they got oh, stabbed on okay. the bike. I thought it was. I thought you'd also said the bus. RV. The extra, uh, the RV, the extra kill. No. No, the RV was always in it. Now, this... Uh, this girl having sex with Court is the girl from the exercise video that Axel's watching. That's in right. Part four. Okay. <laughs> it all connects. It's such an odd scene. Yeah, it is. Now, I read that when they're finished, if you listen closely, you can hear Court taking off a condom really you can hear like the snap of it really were they yeah. legit fucking no oh. but he right here i think somewhere but they he said he did that as like a nod to safe sex huh horus is gonna have my butt <laughs> I wonder if that's Horace Hogan. Probably. That's his missing RV. I'm still listening. I never heard it. Yeah, it must have happened already. He's not no, going to do it now. <laughs> he's still wearing his condom. I might find somebody outside that I have to fuck. <laughs> Maybe Horace. <laughs> yeah, Horace Hogan, you know. Maybe Horace Hogan. Maybe Oates Hogan. Ooh, Oates Hogan. One of the Hogans out there. That's my, my favorite. Or Randy Hogan. Who's your favorite? Randy Oh, Randy? Randy. I thought Oates Hogan was your favorite. Randy Hogan was a WCW wrestler when Hulk Hogan was still in the WWF, and they made him look like Hulk Hogan. 
Oh, like, but, but it was just awful. Like it was <laughs> like, it was worse than like Walmart brand Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. What I find interesting is how it plugs in. Mm-hmm. Like Jason pulls it directly from the uh like the junction box. Yeah. And but so so like you pull up to that junction box and then plug your RV in. I think you would have the cord and you would plug up to pull up to like an outlet. Mm-hmm. Not just a a junction box that's already wired and that has the plug coming out of it. That just seems very odd to me. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's an awesome scene when he comes back in and the RV doesn't start and he's like, no way, this isn't happening. But it's because they're still plugged into AC power, not battery power, and she just like hits the button. Yeah. Because it's very, you would assume, you would immediately assume that it's not going to start and Jason's going to get him. Yeah. Court's just driving the RV and she's flipping all over the place. I have never driven an RV, so I don't know how they handle. No, me either. I would really like to drive one, though. He turns on Alice Cooper. Of course. Yeah, what is it? Be My Frankenstein, right? Uh, yeah, Teenage Frankenstein? Is it? I think. Teenage Frankenstein. There are three Alice Cooper songs in this movie. Yes. Oh, Jason comes out of the bathroom because he's finished. Yeah, <laughs> he was taking a shit. It's a little ridiculous that he's like looking back and she's like kicking the door and wall. And he's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, you sound like you're having fun. What are you taking a dump? Yeah. <laughs> I'm having such a good time. And she's just being murdered in the fucking bathroom. Yeah. That's that's a great scene. Jason smashes her face into the wall and presses so hard that her face starts leaving an indent on the outside of the RV. A perfect indent with yeah. the mouth open with and the everything. the mouth open and everything. <laughs> and then Jason here's the scene where he... Uh, creeps up on court. What's he stab him right in the head, right? That Yeah, apparently that's uh, the knife that... Stallone uses in Rambo 2. Really? I read, yeah. Very interesting. And then the RV crash. (laughs) The crash. So you said CJ was driving during that. Yeah. And that was a one-take crash, because they were like, nope, this is it. We got one shot to do it. it. They only had the one RV. (laughs) Yeah. And they were like, it worked perfect. Yeah. Well, it's a great scene. Jason standing on top of the RV. It's on fire. Yep. All right. So then we're back to the sheriff. There's never anything going on in this fucking town. 
<laughs> you don't even see any other people. The town is literally the sheriff, his daughter, and her friends. Yep. And then she answers the phones at the police station. She's just draining his lizard. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess if it's Rick, you know, then she's just fucking around. Yeah. I knew I should have done something about that son of a bitch. He's talking about Tommy Jarvis. Yet, he could have. He just neglected to call the clinic three times. So now they think Tommy's doing the killing. Of course. Which, this should have been the plot of part five. Yes. Yeah. In this movie, it's more believable that Tommy's the killer than it was when they were trying to make Tommy the killer. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy gets back into his truck and 30 years among the dead, the dead are alive and manual of occultism. <laughs> what the hell is he going to do with these books? Where did he get these fucking books? At the time of night that it is right now, what fucking library or bookstore was open that also happened to have those books in this like shithole little town <laughs> it's not he's like he's parked in at, like New a gas York station City. yeah Karloff's gas station yes. Karloff's general store again a nod to the uh, you know the monster movies yes Ed Karloff yes <laughs> so he just leaves his daughter at the police station and it's fine like she could just be the receptionist yeah well there's nobody else in the town also I love how I love how the guy has like threatened to kill Tommy multiple times and then Tommy literally calls the police station looking for him yeah. I have to talk to your dad about Jason. I have a plan. <laughs> yeah. And then Megan's just like, where are you? I'll come pick you up. Like, this dude got out of a fucking psych unit, dug up a body, stabbed a corpse, and now it's like, nah, he's alive. He's alive. Really? Really? You're going to, like, I would never believe somebody like that. I wouldn't be like, yeah, I'm sure you resurrected the fucking dead. She doesn't believe anything he's saying. She's just like, where are you? I'll come pick you up. Yeah. You're hot. You're hot. Yeah. And I just want to rebel against my father. Why aren't you at, with your friends at the camp? Yeah, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Jason makes his way back to Camp Forest Green. He's like, ah. Oh. My old stomping grounds. Integrity. Integrity, courage, self-reliance, tolerance, friend, friendliness, and sportsmanship. Not necessarily in that order. Nope. So that is uh, Camp Daniel Morgan. That's in Georgia. That's where that's, that's mm -hmm. located. I want roadblocks. So now the sheriff of a small town is like, 
demanding like actual police like this is what we have to do like i'm sorry aren't you just like the local sheriff (laughs) he's got a lot more cops now yeah sheriff look at these glasses oh is that all you found nope there's a bunch of severed limbs over here too like but (laughs) look at the glasses look at the glasses So it's Friday the 13th. Ah, so it's also Friday the 13th. Ooh, well. Minute play. Is that the Undertaker on the cover of that magazine? (laughs) (laughs) With a child? Yes, yes. So if you if you look carefully at this scene, like you could see somebody at the window. Um, you see like a I think you see like a shadow or something when when she goes to get like pulled out. Oh, okay. Just, just wait for you. Got to watch the ledge of the window. I'm pretty sure it's pretty sure it's this scene. Yeah, because she's never really. Uh, So Sissy's about to get pulled out of the cabin window. That's the scene that we're talking about. But you can you can spot movement on the outside of the window sill. Oh, because she goes and gets, like, the soda, I think. Yeah, and pour she it. pours it. Which, I mean, I'm not saying that it's a bad thing that there's movement, because Jason's supposed to be standing there. Mm-hmm. What is she drinking? Lemon, lime, brush, Bruce. Bruce's lemon lime soda. <laughs> so she pours the soda out the window. She even sleeps in the suspenders. Oh yeah, she's all about it. She likes them rubbing up against her nipples <laughs> aggressively. Why? What are they sleeping with the door open? Yep. Because why well, not? Why not? And the big fire going too. Like wide open. There's leaves blowing in. Yeah. Yep. It's probably snakes and shit. All right, watch yeah. the watch the ledge. Maybe it's no. Shit. Maybe it's a Maybe it's like a cut or something or it's shit. So Jason rips her head off. Does he rip it off or he just spins it around? Well, he spins it around, but in the next scene, he's, like, examining her head, and it really doesn't look like it's attached to anything. Gotcha. So what I'm thinking of, it might be, a uh, like, a widescreen or a full-screen version of mm-hmm. the movie where you see a little extra that wasn't in the theatrical. Yeah. So that, that's what it might be. Nobody drives this puppy but me. <laughs> I, I love it. She's like, whatever supplies you need, I'll get them. I'll see to it that you get it. Again, it's like 10 o'clock at fucking night. Who the fuck is open? Where are you going to get supplies? 
Yeah, like I, I highly doubt that. Oh yeah, he did tear her head. Yeah, yeah. There, she has now no he's head. carrying her headless body. And Nancy sees him. Damn it, Nancy. Speeding? <laughs> Question that's the, mark. That's the sign. What does that sign fucking mean? There was a, a sign that says speeding with two question marks. <laughs> one above it and one below it. Now, if you watch the, the night, if you watch the sky in this scene, it changes like from like evening to dusk. Mm-hmm. So it's dark right now. Noticeably nighttime. Yeah. Still noticeably nighttime. And then I think when she spins around. I, I got, got the, the whole, whole enchilada. enchilada. <laughs> Of course. Proceed with extreme care, asshole. Well, why would the sheriff think that Tommy's with her? Well, he said if. He said if the kid's with her. So now here, I think this is where we get the change. There. Yeah. Yeah. You can tell that it is definitely not the same time. Mm-hmm. And now it's dark again. <laughs> oh, it's just got to get to Cunningham Road. Cunningham I can Road. Him. What's the point of Tommy staying down at this point? I don't know. <laughs> the police are after you. What does it matter if he's in the car? Because she says that's what I want. She wants him to eat her pussy. <laughs> the, she. There's a there's a little uh, nod there that she doesn't shave her pussy. Because hairy she's turn. Like, that's what I want. This is going to be a hairy turn. And when she whips the wheel, his face goes into her crotch. Yeah. Sheriff's got the gun pointed at his own kid. Of course, because that's what Sheriff does. Because Sheriff Garris doesn't give a fuck who he points his guns at. No, he'll he'll decorate the walls with anybody's brains. But he just wants any reason to pull a fucking trigger because the dude is a psycho. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. He's just I need to I need to shoot. Have to kill somebody. So now we've got uh, who's this pa Paula? Paula laying in bed, and we've got the scene of the machete creeping up to her. And it's Nancy. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> I saw someone in my window, and I found this. And he handed me this. He told me to kill you with it. I like how it's, cover it's a machete covered in blood, and she's just like... Sissy and Court are just trying to scare each other. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think if some kid was like, I found this outside my window, I'd be like, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> she doesn't think anything of it. She just, like, tucks it away. Yeah, she's like, I ah, don't worry about it. And then she's like, here, let me just call them. Oh, the line's dead. Oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. <laughs> she just... She just shrugs everything off. Like, ever, just sweep everything in, under the fucking rug. Yep. 
And then instead of putting the child back to bed, she's like, all right, let's run around in the dark together. I know that I'm supposed to be a counselor and, you know, taking care of you and stuff, but fuck it. Yeah, she's like, we're going to go find them and scare them. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely if I, if love I it. had if I had your ass where I wanted you, they'd be pumping you full of formaldehyde. <laughs> so we're gonna pause this just so we talk fifty four fifteen. So once again, Tommy in the beginning of the movie, he comes to the to the sheriff's department and. All the sheriff had to do was just call the clinic and everything would be fine. Well, not fine, but Tommy wouldn't be bothering him anymore, you know? And yeah. then he would know that obviously all of this stuff isn't Tommy because Tommy's being taken away in a straitjacket. But he just keeps going back like, oh, you know, if if, if you, it's all your fault. You're here. You're here. It's like, bro, you could have just sent him away. Now Tommy's under arrest for the third time. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Now you just sit tight, Jason. As soon as the authorities from Carpenter get here. Because because that's it. Pause again, sorry. <laughs> Sheriff Garris doesn't do shit, apparently. I have to call the real police. <laughs> you just sit here. You wait until the real police come. <laughs> so now there's more bodies showing up. Oh, that's it. Oh, there you go. That's. So that's Oh, he's your friend Court. He had a knife rammed through his skull. And her fa and her head was crushed in. Your friend's a psycho Tommy Jarvis is a psychopathic killer. But, but now like, the sh the sheriff is starting to have doubts now. Yeah. Cuz now Tommy has an alibi. Yeah. And it's his daughter. Mm -hmm. And that's it. But the sheriff just is too fucking stubborn. He can't. He can't. Can't go back on his word. He's guaranteed it's Tommy. So. Okay, <laughs> okay Flash. Flash into the cage. <laughs> Now Paula walks Nancy back to bed. Oh, that was so much fun. Oh, my God. They're probably back in their cabins now. Don't worry about that giant bloody knife that you found, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did when I was a little girl when I got scared? Of course I don't, bitch. I just fucking met you today. Yeah. All right, she, so the kid's back in bed. Jason's she doesn't right see outside peripheral the window. Vision. Paula doesn't see peripheral vision. A six-foot-six man standing outside the fucking window in a hockey mask. <laughs> she, 
Jason just walks with her. She walks so slow. Like, she's really trying to spot something. Yeah, she looks very suspicious. But she never fucking looks. Like, oh, fuck it, I don't need to check around. I'll just keep facing forward. Now, she makes it all the way back to her cabin. Yes. She's like Jim Halper. If I'm not facing east, well, I'm not living. (laughs) (laughs) So she heard like an eagle and immediately thought it was court. That's court doing his damn eagle calls. Yeah, fucking doing his bird calls at night, that son of a bitch. (laughs) Keeping the kids up. There it is again. Now, is that is that the noise that we get in the game? No, I don't think so. I think the noise we get in the game is from part eight. Oh, okay. I think. When we get to part eight, I'll point out the fucking noise. At the beginning, right? At the beginning? When they're on the, the boat. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's like a whale call. They have a lot of whales in Crystal Lake. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a lake. Yeah, what lake doesn't have whales in it? Well, I mean, obviously, because Crystal Lake attaches to the fucking ocean. Yeah, so all, those blue, so. all those blue whales swim into the lake. and Yeah. Yep. The machete's gone. And Door. the door's open again. She's like, fuck, now I'm really nervous. I wasn't nervous when the little girl kept telling me that a man was in the room and there was a giant bloody machete, but now I'm nervous. <laughs> Quite a light source outside. Yes, and inside. I mean, I know it's the fire, but like, that is the brightest fire ever. Yeah. <laughs> She slams the door shut, but doesn't actually close it. And then it flies open again, and she laughs. (laughs) And then Jason just kicks it open. He's like, all right, bitch. Time for a bloodbath. Yep. Oh, through the window. And he's like, nope, get back in here, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good job, Rick Colon. (laughs) He's just smashing bugs. And he's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just put that paper in this folder. Well, that report's done. (laughs) On to my next one. (laughs) (laughs) So now Megan is coming up with a plan to get Tommy out of jail. Of course. That was kind of funny because they just said no... And like Tommy said no, and she said yes, and it came up on the subtitles, but they didn't actually say anything. They just mouthed it to each they other. They mouthed it, yeah. But it came I'd up like on to the know subtitles her, as if they said it. I'd like to know what her paper said. Yeah, I saw the words "over" and "grab," but that was really all you could see. Right. Because it stinks. 
because she throws shit at the prisoner and the deputy's just like, whatever. Yeah, whatever, it's fine. And he says, I'll get it for you, babe, but he doesn't get up. He just, like, continues his work. Continues squashing bugs. Yeah. And then Tommy starts kissing her, and now they're, like, legit making out. She's like, this wasn't a plan to get you out of jail. She's like, I'm just a slut. Yeah. (laughs) I like how he's, like, doesn't notice that they're making out. Yeah. Get your hands off her, animal, you turd. I should punch you silly. So she takes a police officer's gun and points it at his face. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Wherever the red dot goes, you bang. I love that. When he says, Megan... Don't clown around. (laughs) Could you have sold that line anymore? Yeah, right. The way she's holding that gun is terrible. Yeah. (laughs) I like how he drops... He drops the keys on the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you... Put them on the desk or something, like somewhere far away. Yeah. This looks like the town from Back to the Future. I was just going to say that. That's definitely. (laughs) I have to finish what we started, so let's go 88 miles an hour so I can go back in time and not dig him up. We got to hit this intersection just as the lightning strikes. I love how they just tear out of here like fucking bats out of hell, too. <laughs> Drifting in the in the wet roads. Yeah. And the town is an absolute ghost town. Yeah, there's nobody around. No other cars. Nothing. Nobody's even parked on the streets. No. At one point, Tommy says, you can change the name, but it will always be Crystal Lake to him. (laughs) Right. I love how it's like summer camp, and there are an insane amount of just dead leaves blowing everywhere. Yeah, like it's the end of fall. Yeah. And Jason has this weird connection with Nancy. Yeah, he does, and it's never really explained. No, but he keeps, like, showing himself to her, and it's just very odd. Yeah, he's staring through her window. Yep. And, like, what was the whole point of him coming in here? Yeah, if he wasn't going to kill any children. Yeah, he walks in, goes all the way to the fireplace, kind of, like, looks around, and then quickly turns to Nancy, and she's staring at him. Yeah. And then he just gets closer and closer and closer and closer until 
Boo. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is he doing? Is he going to kiss her? Yeah, right? He's like trying to sniff her. I can't smell through this mask. <laughs> I have to get really close. Why don't you boys nose around? Yeah, what's going on? How about you boys just nose around? I know there's a big psycho on the fucking loose, but just wander around. <laughs> I love it. Everyone takes it so just off the cuff. Like, eh, whatever. Yeah, just hang out. Take a look around. And I like how shit... Wow, that's, that is an insane amount of blood. That is. He knocks on the door and he's like, "Hello, it's Sheriff Garris. Like, you have, you have legit reason. Like, why are you being respectable or respectful now? Yeah, he treats no one with respect. He points guns in people's faces, but he's like, "Well, the door's closed. I better knock. I better knock. <laughs> Even though your friends are being murdered, I'll knock." <laughs> this guy's just checking all the boats. Yep. Just <laughs> He's on, on dock, boat duty. Just, yeah, just looking around. Jason pulls out a one of like the throwing spears, the throwing darts. Yeah. That he has for some reason. Well, he gets he gets the utility belt from the uh the the guy with the machete. Yes. Yeah. Who for some reason has throwing knives. Yeah. Because he's had way a too corporate into... paintball retreat. Well, he also had a big fucking machete too. Yeah, he did. So he was just way too into like, yeah, I'm I'm a badass in camo. Yeah. Oh my so god! Sheriff, an empty bed. An empty bed. Oh no! He doesn't think that like maybe she's going to the bathroom. He I mean, doesn't even know really how many nothing. kids are supposed to be there. Yeah, like, not to mention there's nothing saying that there was a struggle. The blankets look like she removed them herself to get out of bed. Yeah. I'm going to ask you one more time. Now I've got my gun drawn because that's what we do around these parts. <laughs> Creeping up on the wood pile. <laughs> Got to be someone in that bush. And of course, of course, Nancy is running towards the police officer and then yells just before she gets to him. Instead of yelling from a distance, like, help, help, help. Yeah. Five shots doesn't do it. Jason crushes his head. Yeah. When I just noticed uh, for the first time that when he does it, blood hits him in the face. Yeah, you can see the blood on his mask. Yeah, I just noticed that. <laughs> Everything's all right. No, I just watched a giant man in a hockey mask crush a police officer's head with his bare hands. Everything is not all right. <laughs> All right, come on, come on, boys. boys. I'm going to lead you to the promised land. That's right. 
All right, boys, you get in here with the girls, and we're going to make some kitty porn. We're going to do a little experiment. <laughs> Everybody, take your shirts off. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get under the beds. I like how the kids just jump. Dive. The kids are—they're <laughs> diving onto a hard floor. <laughs> like you literally see these children go airborne. Yeah, those are some extreme dives. <laughs> that's, that's. It almost great. looks like they're dropping dummies past the camera. Yeah. Sheriff Gare's like, ew, boogers. He falls <laughs> onto his police officer friend. I like how he's, he's so trigger happy before. He's like oh, dying yeah. to kill somebody. And now he's finally face to face with Jason and he's like having a standoff. Yeah, like maybe I shouldn't kill him. <laughs> and then he waits. He waits. Yeah. So maybe Sheriff Garris is just all talk. I'm not going to shoot you unless you go to attack me. That's right. Because he's a cop and he knows then it's self-defense. Yeah. Jason just lays there and then springs forward like the Undertaker on crack. <laughs> Ba-bum! I like how Sheriff Garris also doesn't wait to cock the shotgun until Jason moves. Yeah. We might as well keep that spent shell in there until yeah. it absolutely has to come out. Yeah. Fourth shot hits Jason right in the forehead. Yep. Knocks his head back, and then he just looks. So he used four shots in his revolver, said, fuck the other two, I'll throw that on the ground. Now I'm out of here. And he just starts running. And he, oddly enough, he just runs through the woods instead of, like, I don't know, maybe back to the car or something. Yeah, I don't know where he's going. Yeah, the only thing that I could think is, like, Sheriff Garris is literally like, I just want to get him as far away from the camp as possible. Mm-hmm. Because, obviously, like, let me get him away from the kids. Yeah. So, if that's his thought, then that's that's awesome on the sheriff that, you know, I'll sacrifice myself, whatever. You're after me? Great. If I can get you a mile away, this will be perfect. Yeah. It's me, Megan. They're like, who? Yeah, no, I right? know, I know. You you only met me for like 10 minutes, and then I went to have sex with this prisoner that my dad was keeping hostage. It's fine. The boys have never gonna met be okay. you. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. I also like how Megan isn't tore up, that she literally opened up her friend's cabin, and it was floor-to-ceiling blood. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, I better go check on the children. <laughs> So Tommy gets to a boat, and he's got his chain, and he's like, well, now I need a rock. Yep. Oops, forgot that. <laughs> Sheriff's hiding in the woods. I'm going to go find my daddy. <laughs> I like how this whole time that she's consoling the children, she leaves the fucking door open. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I know it's not going to stop a fucking killer, but 
I mean, it's a, a little bit less noticeable that I'm in this fucking cabin. Yeah. Then we have Hercules here. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I should use the, the, the radio in the cop car. How the fuck did she not think of that being a cop's daughter? Call for help and an ambulance. And then she opens up the door, and Jason has put the sissy severed head on the driver's seat. Yeah. And she doesn't call for help. She just she just screams for daddy. It's like, well, there was a head in there, so I can't use the radio now. Yeah. It's occupied. There's a head in the car. Maybe she's on the radio. <laughs> so what were you going to be when you grew up? <laughs> so what were you? And, and he puts the emphasis on it, too. Yeah. Again, again, screaming so clearly. So the sheriff ran for quite some time, but apparently he didn't get very fucking far. And then the sheriff <laughs> just fucking goes, Jason. He just goes MMA style on Jason, beats him with the fucking log. Breaks the log over his head. Smashes his fucking face with the rock. Yep. I mean, he's going all out on him, too. And then the back break. Then Jason breaks him in half. Which there was actually a guy f- head down head, in the dirt. Yep, head first in the dirt, right? Yeah, yeah, to make and that then kill Bracket work. Bracket was standing in the same hole, and then Bracket just leans backwards. Or except, except Bracket's the sheriff from Haddonfield. <laughs> <laughs> no, Bracket was face down in the hole. Oh. Garris was standing in the hole. So. <laughs> it was a crossover. Bracket's head was in his ass. <laughs> Tommy's like, God damn it, I gotta get this fucking chain on here. Yeah. Like, how the hell did you get that rock into the boat without sinking the boat? Right. Like, Tommy couldn't even roll the rock, so there's yeah, no he way he struggling. lifted it in there. He had to have, like, rolled it off the dock into yeah, the Yeah, and bo- just smashed into the wooden boat. <laughs> Which would have sunk the boat. Yeah. Jason, Jason goes just back to the child. That's it. The children. Battering ramps his way through the fucking door for kids. He needs, he needs to smell Nancy. That's it. Nancy, I have to smell you. <laughs> and now Jason Jason refuses to demolish the cabin. <laughs> Jason breaks through the door to get in and then to leave breaks through the window instead of just using the door that he already broke through he i like how he breaks through the door he doesn't do anything in the cabin and then he breaks back out through the window yeah (laughs) he's just like let me see how many ways i can enter and exit this building (laughs) you need cross flow I always love this scene where Jason just walks into the fucking water. Yeah. Hey, asshole. (laughs) Chicken shit. You pussy! (laughs) I forgot about that line. Yeah, Jason just walks into the water and just continues to walk, and he just submerges himself. Yep. And I wonder if he starts if he starts like swimming at some point, or if he just walks. I wonder. 
I doubt he swims. That was well, the whole I mean, reason he, he drowned. He eventually gets up to the boat. Well, yes, he, he he has to swim up to the boat. Right. He's like a shark or like a dolphin. <laughs> Breaching. He's flipper. <laughs> I don't know exactly what Tommy's plan is. I mean, obviously he wants to get the loop around Jason's neck. I'm assuming it's sink him. That's it. Well, yeah, he wants to sink him, but what is his, how is he going to do it? Like, is he going to... I also like how Tommy pours the gas, and then when he lights it, it's a perfect ring. Yeah. He throws gas on the left and right side of the boat, port and starboard, and then and then it it's a perfect ring. <laughs> so anyway, you're saying his plan. Yeah, like, obviously he wants to get that loop around Jason's neck because yes. he's going to try and sink him with a rock. But once he's got the loop around his neck, what is he going to do? Like, is, is Tommy's idea to just capsize the boat? I would assume. And I only say that because I'm like, well, how the fuck else are you getting the rock out? Yeah. So, yeah, I would, I would think, like, well, let me get the loop on him, and then that's it. I'm just going to do my best to capsize, and hopefully I don't get tangled up in the chain or Jason doesn't hold on to me. Uh, and I like, like, how is he going to capsize this boat? The boat has a man in it with, like, a 200-pound rock and another man hanging off the side, and it does not tip over. But somehow Tommy's going to tip this boat over when the time comes. Also, also the, uh, the whole time that they're thrashing around, the boat stays well-centered in this ring of fire. Yeah, uh, they don't show him anchoring it at any point. At least I don't think they do. No. Jason now comes out of the water and is on fire somehow. Somehow, yeah. He comes out from underwater on fire. All right, so Tommy's got, got the loop the chain on, him on now. It's all and then the boat up. just the boat just breaks in half. Yep. Jason uh Jason launches himself out of the water like a dolphin. Yep. There's that dolphin heritage again. Now, what I don't understand is Jason is now, like, I don't, he was pulling at the, he was pulling at the chain like he was gasping for air almost, mm -hmm. but, but now that he's, like, fighting Tommy underwater, he's okay with gasping for air because as long as he can kill Tommy. Yeah. Also, like. Is it just he'll just stay tethered? He doesn't actually die. He just he's just tethered. Right. Yeah. He can't die. I like how the kids are just like, is he killed? Like they're so <laughs> numb to it. Yeah. Is he killed? Is he killed? Do you mean dead? Yeah. Right. Dead. <laughs> you mean dead, right? You fucking stupid kids. <laughs> She's like, well, I know that there's a killer in this lake, but fuck it, I'll just dive in with my cowboy boots on. <laughs> she doesn't make any attempt to help him up to this point, but now that he's dead, she's like, well, now I'll go in and get him. Yeah. Oh, and Jason's like, remember me? She's like, son of a bitch, I forgot about that. 
she's like running underwater. He's trying to pull her down. I like how it's only half a boat, yet it's like strong enough to support her weight. Yeah. Yeah, like I like how the boat broke in half, yet is still buoyant, even though there's a heavy ass fucking motor on it. Yeah, and it's not even like bobbing up and down in the water. It's like no. completely stationary. Yeah, fully buoyant. Yeah. So now she starts the motor and chops Jason's face up. He's twitching. This was filmed in the director's parents' swimming pool. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Jason's twitching and thrashing around in the water as the motor just chews up his neck. <laughs> now we can assume that that is how the damage is caused to the mask. Yep, right there you see it. Yeah. You get that little glimpse of it. So she drags Tommy to to shore. All the children look on. She gives him <laughs> mouth she gives him ass to mouth resuscitation. <laughs> that kid's, that kid's wearing a shirt. Masters of the Universe shirt. Yeah. <laughs> When CPR fails, just punch him in the chest hard. Yeah, that'll um, wake him up. I'll get it. I like how Tommy's not like, Tommy knows that it's over, not like, uh, did it work? Yeah. <laughs> what like, happened? Nah. He's like, nah, fuck it, it worked. <laughs> Boat is still floating. Oh, there we go. Now it's just an out. It's still on fire. That's it. Now we get the, the zoom in on the lake. Yep. Very uh, part one. Yeah. And two. No, sorry, three. And there's Jason waiting. Floating in the water. Waiting for Tina to... Sit waiting for Tina. His eyes still moving. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. That's Friday the 13th, part 6, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. So definitely a lot more... uh, Oh, a lot more watchable than... uh, Part 5. Part 5. My God. That was just... (laughs) Part 5 was hard. Yeah, part five's a mess, but this one's pretty good. What's that? This one's pretty good. Uh, You got really quiet there. I said this one's pretty good. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, this is... This and I think four, six, and eight are probably my favorites. Nah, yeah, probably. Yeah, those are my three favorites, too. Eight is definitely that's my that's my ultimate. I love part eight as ridiculous as it is, and <laughs> so many things are wrong with that movie, but I just love it. It's so eighties. Uh, it is more eighties than this, <laughs> and it was shot two years, three years after this. 
it's more 80s than the 80s. <laughs> yeah. It's it's almost like they, they needed to make you remember that it was shot in the 80s, so they really ramped everything up beyond belief. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, let's see, any any closing thoughts, Mike? Uh, well, this, this is the last one uh, before Kane Hodder starts playing Jason. So when we pick up at uh, part seven, we'll have a new Jason. Yes, the uh, to me it is the quintessential Jason. 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 J- Jason. 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 Yeah. Oh, I love Jason. Oh, Jason. <laughs> but yeah, I love Kane Hodder as Jason. I know the major. I think the majority of people do. Yeah, he. I think he's the he's the most popular Jason. 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 Um, Jason Jason Liger. Jason Liger. <laughs> but um yeah, I don't really have any closing closing statements. This it's it's a great movie. I enjoyed watching this. It didn't it didn't seem like effort to watch this one. Uh part five kind of seemed like effort a little bit. Part five was, was a chore. Yeah, I was like, oh fuck, do we really have to do this? Can't we just fucking skip it like everybody else does with the series? <laughs> But, this, uh, part six is kind of like Halloween four, you know, the, the movies beforehand didn't have the main character and everybody wanted him back. So, right. Right. So then you get it and it's great. It's, yeah. it's, it's such a nice welcome home. Yep. So yeah, it, it was really well done. I know that, uh, there was supposed to be a, there was supposed to be a scene at the end of this where, I don't know if it was an after credit scene that had Elias Voorhees, Jason's Jason's dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes up to the caretaker and he pays him money. He, like he gives the caretaker money and the caretaker is, says something along the lines like, oh yeah, they're uh, I'm taking care of both of them, you know? Nothing yeah. but the best, or something, something to that effect. And and he's like, "Give me a couple minutes a lot alone." And he's like, "No problem, Elias." And the guy walks away, and Elias is looking at Pamela and Jason's grave. Yeah, I think they they had that storyboarded, but yeah, they, but they never they never actually filmed it. Yep, correct. Yep. So I do think it was kind of cool that in the uh, uh, what was it? Vengeance, the Friday the 13th fan film that yep. uh, CJ Graham plays Elias Voorhees Elias. in that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. I was not a I was not a really big fan of that movie. Um, uh, the best fan film that has ever been done, I feel, is Never Hike Alone. Yeah, that was and a good I, one. Yeah, I really look forward. They're, they, they're supposed to be doing a whole series of of never hike alones. Mm-hmm. So I'm really hopeful for that. Yeah. But that, that gets us a little off topic here. Um, yeah. I, like I said, this is a, a, you know, a very nice welcome home to get Jason back. And then we go into part seven, which is good. It's good. It's, it's <laughs> good. It's, um, it's a little weird. Yeah. Like the, the, you start getting into the psychic, abilities yeah. thing and she's like fighting Jason with plants and yeah 
the the vines come into life and attacking Jason. And, <laughs> it gets and a I'm, little strange. Yeah, and I never got into the whole psychic stuff. Like, I, I like Carrie. I think Carrie's a good movie. Mm-hmm. But I never... I don't know the whole psychic ability. And I know that this was supposed to be a Jason versus Carrie movie. We're, we're talking about doing part seven next week, folks. Yes. Um, but uh, I just, I don't know. I never really got into it. I, I love, I love Jason's look in it. I think he looks badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part um, seven is a great Jason. Yeah. But as far as story, Oh, I think God. I think the movie would have been better without the psychic stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yep. If Tina was just a normal girl. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, just so much stuff got watered down in it. They took out so many kills. They removed so much blood. The zombified dad at the end was too creepy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So so then they were like, oh, no, 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 don't make him a zombie. Just make him regular dad. Like, wait, the dude's been rotting in the fucking lake for 15 years. That's right. The dad comes out of the water in his sweater. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, he was supposed to be all zombied up. So it was a throwback to the originals. But mm-hmm. they were like, oh, no, no, that's that's far too graphic. <laughs> so fucking stupid. Yeah, the, um, the, 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 we're going to do part seven oh next week, and we're going to watch it in in. in uh, we're not going to watch it backwards. <laughs> That's all I was thinking too. We watched part seven once backwards, ladies and gentlemen, and the movie just basically turned into Doctor Cruz trying to put things inside Tina's butt while everybody does backwards relay races. <laughs> Yes, backwards relay races. And and Jason, all he does is help people. Apparently they're they have something lodged in their eye or you know, <laughs> like there's a knife stuck out of their stomach or their back and Jason he's just going around pulling things out of people. He's like a surgeon. Yes. Yes. We oh. we didn't just watch it backwards, we watched it in slow motion backwards. Slow motion backwards with no sound. So it sound. took us like four hours to watch it. It was wonderful. That was how I spent my bachelor party. It was great. <laughs> it was my bachelor weekend. And I couldn't have, I didn't want it any other way. That was absolutely amazing. <laughs> and our wives were watching us on a surveillance camera trying to figure out what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, they were having like a girls night. They were like out at the bar. They went hot tubbing and stuff like that. <laughs> We just so that we didn't even eat, didn't even eat dinner. We just ate Hershey Kisses all night, like we were fucking twelve years old, watching Part Seven in reverse, <laughs> oh, slow God. motion with no sound. Yep, no sound. So it was all our own. We got to do everything Making ourselves. Our own dialogue. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, it was absolutely wonderful. And that that was the last time I've watched that movie. Um, I, I haven't think... watched it again since. Really. Wow, that, yeah. was t- that was two years ago. Yeah. Holy crap. I think I've probably watched it once or twice since then. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Mike knows that uh, we're super huge Friday the 13th fans, my wife and I. Um, so every so often, she'll get like the itch to do the series or something. And that's what we'll do. We'll get home from work every day and put another one on. Or she asked me which one I want to watch, and I always say part eight, and then she gets mad, and she's like, can't we watch it with something other than part eight? <laughs> so she'll get to pick one. But uh, All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, 
that's uh that's it that's friday the 13th part six jason lives was this called part six when it came out mike i th- i think so gotcha but part yeah. five wasn't called part five part five was just a, the new beginning or so a new beginning so technically this one would have been part five yeah you could or say part, that or part two the, this was part one this was got, gotcha yeah <laughs> Part one, the final chapter. Part one, the final chapter. Part two, a new beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Part three, the final Friday. (laughs) Part four, the final beginning. (laughs) A new Friday. (laughs) Friday the 13th, next Friday. (laughs) So Friday the the 20th? Yes. Sure, whatever. Is that the 20th in the series? No, 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 no. This is number four. (laughs) Friday the 20th oh my god that's ridiculous ladies and gentlemen have a great fucking night yep thank you ladies and gentlemen be sure to catch us next week same horror time same horror